How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Yes, how we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, and today we're going to discuss another one of my top topics. This is a work topic, of course, and it has to do with the annual performance review. Now, as an HR professional, a.k.a. human resources professional, I can tell you that this, that the annual review process is one of the most difficult and stressful job functions for any supervisor or manager. And you might ask, well, why is that? Because you see, Many organizations, the way the process is set up is that it it's called the annual review process. And so with that said, that means that a manager, supervisor, department head will meet with his or her staff annually or once a year to talk about their good and or bad work performance. And so since many of us, uh, not us, I should say, since many organizations let a, a whole year pass before they tell an employee about how good or how bad their work performance is, on the day that that actual annual review is scheduled, that makes it very stressful for the individual manager or supervisor who is now faced with the challenge that they have to talk to one of their employees about his or her subpar work performance. And the idea in and of itself is a problem. The idea of a annual review Think about it. You wait a whole year to tell somebody that they are not performing well on their job or in their job. First of all, no employee should ever be surprised about their work performance at an annual at an annual review. The problem with that is that it violates what is known as the hot stove effect. 
And the hot stove effect in many organizations could be considered an unwritten rule. But let me just explain to you what the hot stove effect is. It means that when a person does something wrong, makes a mistake, you let them know at the time that the mistake happens. You don't wait a week, two weeks, three weeks later to tell one of your employees that he or she made a crucial mistake on a report or a presentation or something to that effect. So hot stove means you deal with the issue while it's hot. Because if you wait a week or two, then the employee will have no idea what you're talking about. In other words, can you imagine that Say if your husband or wife does something wrong today and you tell them a year later that <laughs> what they did, what, what that they did something. If you tell them a year later, October 21st, 2022, that they did something wrong or made a mistake on October 21st, 2021, what do you think they would do or think about you that you would wait a, a, a whole year before you brought this issue or situation to their attention? So in the event that one of your employees' work performance is not up to par, if you talk to the employee sooner or at the time that a particular event happens, then you can take the steps to correct the, the action to improve the work performance. You can provide training, corrective action, or any other positive step to assist the employee with succeeding in his or her job. The idea is to take the time to cultivate the investment you made in recruiting and hiring this particular employee. Because if he or she succeeds, then you succeed. The whole idea of an annual an annual review or let me just say that again, an annual performance review is problematic in that just because the process is called the annual review process does not mean you have to wait a full year to talk to your staff about their work performance. You see, the longer you wait as the manager, the more anxiety you will have when you finally sit down with a staff member to discuss their poor work performance? Or what if the employee is performing well on the job? Why should that person have to wait an entire year for you to tell them in a formal setting, a formal way, which is during the annual performance review process, 
that they are an outstanding employee. That makes no sense. And it's totally unfair to the good employee. I mean, after all, employees need feedback, whether good or bad. And I'm, you know, productive, breaking through on some innovations on the job. And I have no idea how well I'm doing because you waited an entire year to bring it to my attention that you're very happy and satisfied with my work performance. The annual review process can be so stressful for business leaders that many organizations give the annual review form or sometimes you have to go online and evaluate yourself, your manager, your supervisor, to alleviate their stress and the potential confrontation that may arise as a result of you finding out that you have not been performing up to expectations. It's it by referring it or, or instructing your staff to evaluate themselves is a way that some organizations, some managers look at that. That's a way out, a way for them to avoid that confrontation about how bad your work performance is. Now think about that. Does that make any sense? If you tell me to to evaluate myself, well, I am going straight tens. I'm checking off all the boxes with the highest ratings for my evaluation, even in areas where I may not have performed well. Now, does that sound like a good idea that your manager, your supervisor recommends or directs you to evaluate yourself? Or how about this? On the other hand, another ineffective and possible legal liability for the employer regarding the annual performance review is when a supervisor or manager rates an employees with straight fives down the middle in every area of their work performance that is outlined on the annual performance review form or whatever the process is on the computer. So instead of your supervisor or manager giving honest feedback, accurate evaluations to alleviate the stress in the future confrontation or possible confrontation regarding that style of evaluation, then your supervisor rates you straight fives all the way down the middle. Whether the employee is good or bad, they call that playing it safe with the evaluations to avoid a confrontation and submit a totally inaccurate annual performance review. So you might ask, what is the problem with that? Well, 
I'm going to step aside. I have to let a promo in, and we'll talk about what the issue with that is on the other side of the break. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay, welcome back. So, as I was saying, when when a manager or supervisor rates one of their employees with straight fives, which is usually, the five is usually, just say if the scale is one to ten between uh, bad and good, and if your supervisor or supervisor or manager rates their respective employee with fives all the way down, that is a very inaccurate way to evaluate your staff. And so you might ask, what is the problem with that? Well, there is a big problem with that. And that problem can have a significant legal liability against the organization. For instance, Let's say this particular employee who received an evaluation with ratings of five straight down the middle. However, the employee has a bad disciplinary record, like they've received warnings, they've been counseled and warned about their poor attendance or excessive absenteeism. They have previously been written up for having a bad attitude and or poor work performance. And then you terminate that employee. Then that employee decides that they're going to sue the organization, the organization, and they're going to sue you personally. Yes. That's what I said that an employee decides to sue the organization and you personally for wrongful termination. And so you think, okay, well, I'm in, you know, the organization is in a good position because, you know, this person had uh, poor attendance, bad attitude, and they have been also written up for poor work performance. So now you as the business leader, you can test that the employee had this disciplinary record. But, B-U-T, you also have to 
remember that you have these old annual performance reviews, which the fired or terminated employee also has copies of in which he or she was allowed to either rate their own work performance or you rated that person with fives all the way up and down the annual performance review form or format. Now, your case for terminating that bad employee looks more like harassment and or discrimination because for the past five years, that employee has received good or fair evaluations thanks to you as the manager avoiding the process just because you wanted to alleviate the stress that you experience when it comes to sitting down with your employee on an annual basis to review their work performance. Except that now you and the organization may be subjected to a hefty financial payment due to the employee suing you and the organization for wrongful termination. Let me just repeat that. What happens is when the you you discipline or take corrective action against your employees for poor work performance, uh, excessive absenteeism and latenesses, those are good things, those are the appropriate things to do. However, when you either allow the employee to evaluate him or herself and they may tend to overrate their poor work performance, whether or not they do that, you still are subjected to the employee's interpretation and evaluation of their own work performance. And who in their right mind is not going to evaluate themselves in a favorable way. I mean, the only person that might not do that is myself and maybe one or two others. Uh, But in, in most cases, if you allow somebody to evaluate themselves, they're going to indicate favorable scores. And the same is true if you take the easy way out by rating an employee with fives all the way up and down the board for their evaluation. So you here you have an employee with a poor or bad disciplinary history, but yet on the other side you have evaluations that say, hey, this person hasn't been bad at all over the past five years. And so now the strength of your your legal defense is severely compromised. And so how do you address this to reduce not only the stress from the annual review process, but also to strengthen any potential legal defense that you may have to present 
in response to a lawsuit filed by by an employee who feels he or she was wrongfully terminated. Now remember, we we live in a litigious society. I think we all know that. And the annual review, the the form itself or whatever document is used, employees are supposed to receive copies of their performance, their annual performance reviews. And so these copies now become either damning or compelling evidence to support the employee's complaint. I'm sorry, to support the employee's claim that he or she performed well on the job. So keep in mind, just because the process is called an annual review, it does not mean that you have to wait a year to review an employee's work performance. And if you want to reduce the stress from the process, you can take the the I'm sorry, you can take the annual performance review process and manage it more effectively. I'm going to step aside for another promo and we'll talk about how to do that on the other side of the break. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you. And back to the show. Okay, welcome back. It's important to get a promo in. And hopefully you guys will run out and take a look at some of my books, The Choices We Make, Access Denied, and Light Up Your Life. And so let me just check with my audience to see. If you think that this is a top topic, the annual performance review, let me know about it. Okay, I think that there are some people satisfied with this topic. And also, as I always say during my podcast, it's good to laugh. It's good to take a laughter break. Think about something funny and go laugh about it no matter where you are. It's time to think about something funny and laugh 
<laughs> you know, I think it's funny just li- listening to the laughter. So, as I was saying before we stepped aside for the promo, is that you can take the annual performance review process and manage it more effectively. And based on the discussion in terms of the stress, the anxiety that one may feel as a manager, supervisor, and preparing to go sit down with one of your employees and talk to them about the problems, the issues with their work performance, I think that would be tough for anybody. And then when the employee finds out for the first time, because nobody has said anything to him or her about the status of their work performance, then when that employee flips their lid and then becomes confrontational and wants to argue, then the relationship between the manager and the employee now has been uh, compromised to the extent that now the employee is angry or upset. And now the manager is trying to explain his or her way out of, you know, the situation regarding this uh, poor work performance that has now been brought to the attention of the employee after a whole year I'm coming to work or that person is coming to work every day and nobody has said anything to them in regard to their work performance. So that could be a very, it's, it's very understandable that that's a very stressful scenario, one that can be filled with anxiety, first starting with, the person who would be presenting the annual performance review, but then the, the anxiety, the anger, the energy is now transferred to the employee because now he or she is shocked by their low ratings. Let me tell you, I once had, um, this was a long time ago, but, a young lady who was a secretary, she was my support person. But my my supervisor evaluated her. And, and this job we worked on, I mean, it was a very busy and hectic job, hectic job. And so I really needed her because we worked together. And the, to be honest with you, it was so much work, so many details in all of the work. I needed her because if she wasn't available, then that work also fell on me as well. And so my boss at the time, he evaluated my administrative person and he rated her with twos. He gave her twos across the board. I'm, you know, I'm sure there may have been, you know, maybe some threes and fours. But I remember when she, after she quit the job that she brought to my attention, how poorly she had been rated on her annual performance review. And so my boss never shared with me 
that he was going to rate her poorly on her evaluation. And so I'll never forget. I went out to lunch. I came back. And one of the other employees said to me, Robert, Natalie, she quit the job. So I'm I'm like, what? Natalie quit the job? Like, what happened? She said she doesn't have to take this crap and she doesn't like her evaluation. And she packed her stuff, got her coat and left and said she's never coming back. Well, I have to tell you, I was taken aback by that because I needed Natalie. <laughs> I needed her because it was so much work on that job. And and by Natalie quitting the job, all of her work fell on me. And so I remember I called her that evening and she said, Robert, that fool gave me tools on on." you know, in every area or something to that effect. And so I didn't have to take that crap and I wasn't going to take that crap and I quit. And so the point here is that Natalie was not only surprised about her poor evaluation, she was shocked. And I too was surprised because had my boss shared with me what he was going to do and what his ratings were of her work performance, then I may have been able to have some input into, into that evaluation. And perhaps we could have increased her, her levels or her ratings to some degree because she was, she came to work every day. She was not a bad employee. And as far as I was concerned, she was productive However, my my boss overstepped me and he evaluated her and he surprised her with this poor evaluation and she just upped and quit the job. So to avoid the surprises, the anger, the the confrontations, I think first you must meet with all of your employees on a quarterly basis to discuss their good and or bad work performance. Now we know that quarterly is every three months and that would be four meetings a year regarding one's work performance. So, so now in the first three months, if I hear that my work performance my work performance is lacking to some degree. Now you've met with me. We've talked about it. Perhaps I need some more training. You've, um, you know, learned more about why I may be lacking in some areas. And so as the manager, the supervisor, you can provide some co- constructive steps, some retraining or whatever it takes. But now your employee is aware that their work performance has been lacking over the first three months. And so then you meet with them on the sixth month, at the six-month point. And so you can talk to them about the fact that they've shown improvement, but there's still some areas that may be lacking. And then the same is true for the ninth month, and the same is true for the twelfth month, which would be the, the official annual performance review. 
But now the the temperature for 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 that meeting has been lowered significantly because you've been meeting with your staff throughout the year in regard to their work performance. And so for all intents and purposes, you're better off, the staff is better off, because, see, when your staff is good, then you you are even better. And so it's important to communicate and not wait to meet with your employees one time a year to discuss their work performance. In addition, you can, as I said, you can acknowledge and reward your staff members if you choose to do so for for high performance or for, you know, making improvements. The quarterly meetings reduce the stress and the employee stress because they already know where they are and what they have to do to get better. These steps prepares everybody for work to succeed. And in the event that the employee does not succeed, your chances are improved as to helping the employee accept responsibility for their failure at work as opposed to blaming you, the manager, and it may make for a more congenial ending and certainly a strong series of documentation in terms of their disciplinary record. Now the performance review is in step or consistent with the person's disciplinary record. As you have now rated the employee properly, accurately, because they have been made aware of their good or bad work performance. So understand that although this process is the annual review process, it does not mean that you have to conduct your reviews on an annual basis. So, like I said before, by the time the annual review day comes up and you've met on a quarterly basis throughout the year, then you may be rewarding all of your employees for their good work performance. And if not, then your staff is aware, as I said previously, of where they stand and what they have to do. And also you solidify the organization's ability to be successful in response to any potential lawsuits because the the annual performance review is now consistent with the employee's disciplinary record. And I know I just previously stated that, but that is really very important to be reiter- to be reiterated. Because now you have more of a win-win spirit on your team because we all know where we stand and what we have to do to get better. And that works well for everybody. And with that said, I want to thank you once again, my friend, for tuning in to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And remember, 
you can upload or download my podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast or get your podcast. And the podcast is all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. And thanks again for listening. Most of all, do the right thing when nobody is looking. I'll see you the next time. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.